Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. That music was just such a blessing. It just leads right into this message here today. So uh, a little bit unusual, going to do something uh, and a little bit unusual today. Uh, actually, a couple of things, but one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the title of my message toward the beginning of my message, which uh, if you are a regular uh, <laughs> attender or viewer or podcast listener, I had some people this week let me know. In fact, I had a number of people tell me that uh, they've been listening the last couple of weeks, I've had a number of contacts with people who have been listening on podcasts and, and also uh, on, on the YouTube stream. I've had a number of our members, both distant members and also some local members who, for various reasons, are, are tuning in on the streams. Uh, and so I welcome you. It's, good, it's so good to have you here. And it's been wonderful connecting with uh, some of our beloved. And uh, I, I absolutely love that the Lord has given us the technology to to be live in person, and when we can't make it, we can stream it and, and see and, and hear, and ah, oh, what a blessing it is. Uh, and so get ready. I, 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 I counsel with people uh, on a regular basis, as you would imagine, and I gotta tell you, I've seen and heard so much over the years. As you can, I mean, literally, as you could imagine, I mean, I, in that office, man, I can't tell you the stories I've heard. And I can't hear, I can't tell you the disagreements I've heard between people, and I can't tell you about all the situations I've heard that people are going through, and, and angst and difficulties that they're experiencing. And, uh, and sometimes there will be someone who is sharing with me something, and as they begin to share it with me more and more, it, it just begins to become crystal clear. And I'm not talking, Cameron, you know, sometimes... That my name is Solomon, right? Okay, and so sometimes I, I really ask the Lord, Lord, give me wisdom for this situation, right? I need, I need the Solomonic wisdom here for, for this particular situation and what's going on and what they're sharing with me. But sometimes it really doesn't require uh, that great a wisdom, at least I think. It becomes clear to me they need to address something in their life, there's something that they need to address in their life. And, it's, and honestly, it's pretty clear. It seems pretty obvious to me. It, it doesn't seem like a college or university level believer. It seems like kind of 101 walking in faith is that they need to, to make some kind of change in their life. But oftentimes, no matter what I share or how I share it, there is a blindness that prevents them from seeing it. Now, I, I say this with, with the um, implication that perhaps that's some people who are listening to my voice right now. Perhaps, maybe even that's you. <laughs> maybe that's you online. Maybe that's you here. Maybe there's something that's in your life that you're just blind to that, that may be otherwise somewhat obvious. Sometimes I, sometimes I can tell, oftentimes I can tell they're not conscious of it, Cameron. They're not conscious of the fact that they're, that they're just blinds in this area, but it is there. There is a blindness that is there, and it's, and it's so crystal clear to me, and, and it's sometimes hard to understand. How can you not see this? Why can you not see this? And I'll, I'll share with them. 
it's, it's, it's a pretty simple thing you need to do, and it's a pretty simple thing you need to change, and it's a very clear thing that you need to, to work on. And yet, they, they don't see it. They don't see it. And so this message today is intended to allow you some introspection, some time to look within. So this is a message that I hope is going to bless you because it's going to minister to you. I want to minister, not me, I want the Lord to minister to your spirit. I want the Lord to minister to your very soul here today and uh, and to speak to you in a way that only he can. I want you to adjust your mirrors and explicitly look for a blind spot. Blind spots are hard to find by nature of them being blind spots, right? Uh, you know, but, but as, as I share this here, uh, I, I want you to weigh in. I'm going to share with you one of the frequent causes of blind spots. From my experience of many years talking with people and ministering to people, counseling people, and this is one of the most frequent causes of blind spots. Get ready. Here it comes. Hurt. The title of my message today is Hurt blinds hurt blinds you with me genesis chapter 4 please genesis chapter 4 it is so true i was speaking with a member uh, i don't even remember who it was a couple months ago when when this whole topic came up and they were talking about a hurt and and, and it blinding them, or it was someone else, but I just remember the Lord just kind of downloaded this word to me. Genesis chapter 4, I thank that member, whoever they were, uh, who helped inspire, really, the, the, the genesis of this message. Genesis chapter 4, <laughs> please, verse 3. So it happened after some time that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to Adonai, while Abel, he also brought of the firstborn of the flock and, and their fat portions. Okay, so Cain and Abel both brought uh, an offering, a sacrifice to God. Now, Adonai looked favorably upon Abel and his offering. But upon Cain and his offering, he did not look favorably. Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell. Very important. Very important. Then Adonai said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, it will lift. But if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the doorway. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother. While they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Okay, there it was. Friends, Cain was so filled with hurt that he could not see anything else. Do you see this? His countenance had fallen. He was hurt. Cain was so filled with hurt, he could not see anything else. He was blind. He was blind to the fact that God was very willing to forgive him. God told him explicitly, hey, listen, if if you offer a good offering, everything's cool, man. He could not see that he only needed to make the appropriate offering. He could not see that his brother did nothing wrong. He could not see that killing his brother would not help anything. He could not see any of those things that should have been obvious to him. I mean... It should have been obvious to him it wasn't his brother's fault. It should have been obvious to him that the Lord would forgive him. God told him it should have been obvious to him that if he killed his brother, it's not going to help anything. It was obvious, but he was blind to it. He couldn't see it. His countenance, 
had fallen. He was so hurt and it consumed him and gave him tunnel vision and blinded him to all wisdom. And he did this horrific thing. Think about that for for Cain. I mean, this is a real human being, y'all, like us. There's a lesson in here for us, y'all, that the hurts that we have can cause us to lose perspective. The hurts that we have in our hearts and in our lives and in our experiences can cause us to have this tunnel vision. Tunnel vision where we can't even see what's around us, the perspectives, the context, the nuance, things that are maybe obvious to everybody else around us. No, we can't see it. Beloved, beloved, if you are hurt, it can so easily blind you to the truth about yourself. This is a very deep, deep principle here. I want to say it again. Beloved, if you are hurt, it can blind you to the truth about yourself. It can give you this this blindness and this tunnel vision where you can only see what's happening now with a certain bias due to your previous hurt. I'll give you an example. Parents, had some parents, this was many years ago, parents came into my office. And the mother was so frustrated because the father never wanted to discipline the children. (laughs) The father just never, and, and the mother was just at her kind of her wit's end. She was trying to do right. She was trying to discipline the the kid. But the father just never wanted to discipline the children. And, 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 And as I began to listen to them, I was listening to them, and the more that they, they talked, it became obvious to me, as, as they were both, you know, I, I listened to, to both sides for sure, and the more they spoke, I thought, wow, okay, it became more and more obvious to me that the children needed more discipline. <laughs> the children needed more discipline, and in fact, the father was indeed the issue and the hindrance and was, and was stopping the, the right and needed discipline of their children. And it, and it just it became very obvious to me the more both of them spoke, why couldn't he see what was so obvious? I mean, the behavior of the kids, how the kids spoke to people, things that the mother had done that the father had kind of preempted and it had, had undercut. What? How could he not see this? It, this was obvious. This was not hard for me to discern, to figure out. It was very clear. Other people around them knew it too, by the way. And but, but as I dug more, and I started digging, and I dig, and I, I would dig more, and so I, I, I started asking him, tell me more about yourself. I want to hear about your past, how you were raised, your upbringing. And it became clear, the more he was speaking to me, it became clear that he felt as though his father had been too heavy-handed with him. He resented his father's controlling attitude. And the more that he spoke, the more I could see that this fully grown man and father sitting right in front of me was actually a hurt child. He could not see, he couldn't see what was obvious to me and his wife. Why? Because he had been so 
hurt. Hurt blinds. Telling him he needed to discipline his children more was pointless because he couldn't see it. So saying to him, well, listen, sir, you, you just need to, it seems clear you need to discipline your children more. I could tell him someone blue in the face. Didn't see it. This is why it's so important, beloved, to release and forgive when someone wrongs you. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. What's one of the big reasons that people don't release and forgive when they're hurt by somebody? One of the biggest reasons that people don't release and forgive when they're hurt is because they feel as though forgiving them and releasing it would be like giving the other person a free pass that they don't deserve. They hurt me. They hurt me. And I'm not going to pretend they didn't hurt me. And so they don't release, they don't forgive. Friends, when you forgive somebody who wrongs you, I want to say this really clearly. You're not saying that they were right. You're not saying that they were right in what they did or said. That's incredibly important to understand. Now, maybe they were right, as in the case of God with, with Cain. Right? God was very kind. God was truthful. God corrected him, but he took it as hurt. Okay. God was, maybe they weren't right, as in the, the case of the, of the controlling father who, who hurt his son through being too hard and heavy-handed, and maybe that man's father was wrong. The point is, when you're hurt for any reason, you need to release and forgive, to release and forgive Colossians chapter 3 please Colossians 3 Y'all this is this is a message that it's interesting I'll tell you something is that when I first started working on this message and and even now I'm quickened to 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 believe that that some of you some of you here some of you watching or listening on the podcast initially say, wow, that's an interesting message, Rabbi Kevin. Yeah, I could, I could see how that could happen. But there's nothing that stirs within your spirit about anything in your life. Well, it doesn't completely surprise me. Why? Hurt blinds. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe, your, clothe yourselves in tender compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. Just as the Lord pardoned you, so also you must pardon others." Above all these things, put on love, which is the perfect, the bond of perfect harmony. Friends, if, if you have a grievance, if you have a grievance against someone else, we need to forgive and bear with them. So saith God, not Rabbi Kevin. Understand this doesn't mean that they were right or they were wrong. Some people don't want to give it up because they think that that would mean that the other person was right and they were wrong. It doesn't mean that for you to forgive. 
If they are wrong, my friends, God will deal with them. Rest assured. The point is that you need to do your part and release it. That's what you have to do. Because if you don't, it will begin to blind you to truths. It will begin to blind you. It's like a, it's like a spiritual cataract. It will affect you in your life and cause you to overlook wisdom. And remember this, at the end of the day, I say this at every funeral. It's, a, it's part of tradition of, of what a rabbi would say at a funeral. God is the righteous judge. God is a better judge than you and me. He's the judge. Romans 12, please. Romans 12. He is the judge. Allow him to do his job sitting on the, the throne of judgment. You do your job, forgive and release. He'll do his job. But if you're not doing your job of releasing and forgiving, then, then you're allowing uh, like a, a cataract to, to, to blind you to things. You'll see through things opaquely instead of clearly. What does God say in Romans 12, starting in verse 14? Listen to this passage. Let it speak to you. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Repay no one evil for evil. Give thought to what is good in the eyes of all people. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live in shalom with all people. Never take your own revenge, loved ones, but give room for God's wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay him, says Adonai. Rather, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For by doing so, you will heap coals of fire upon his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Wow, man, I tell you what. If the world merely followed these seven, eight verses, the world would be a different place. Only these verses. If they only followed those verses, man, the world would be a dramatically different place. God's got this. God's got this. He doesn't need your help. If you get hurt, you don't need to hurt back. God says, vengeance is mine. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Let's face it. I mean, if we can all be really, really honest here, we're amongst mishpacha, right? We're amongst family. It's just us. No one likes to be hurt. I don't like to be hurt. It stinks. I hate it. It's no fun when you're hurt. And if, if, you can't, if you've never been hurt, then you're not near vulnerable enough. Everybody's hurt has been hurt. It's no fun, but if you let it stew, then you're allowing the hurt to cause double damage to you. First is the original hurt. But if you let it stew within you, then secondly, you'll do damage to yourself because you're blinded by the hurt. Do you see? It's double damage. Oftentimes you can't control the first. When somebody hurts you, it may be unexpected. You can't always control the first. You can control the second. Don't do this. See, people oftentimes hold it in. When they're hurt, 
they'll internalize it. They let it fester within them. And eventually, if unaddressed, it settles into their psyche and then begins to distort their future realities. They don't see the picture clearly anymore because they're still affected by the old hurt. They, they may not even realize it. They probably don't. You probably don't even realize how you can be affected and blinded in certain parts of your life by the old hurt. Hurt blinds. When you look for a blind spot in your car, if you're in your car, right, and if you're looking for that blind spot, you're driving, and you know there's a blind spot in the car. Everybody knows that. And, and if you are looking for that blind spot in your car, sometimes you have to adjust what the rearview mirrors. You know, adjust the rearview mirrors to make sure you're trying to cover as much of your blind spot as possible, right? And how appropriate is that? Because oftentimes, that which blinds us comes from something that is behind you, something that's in your past. And it, it can become, if unaddressed, cancerous. It can become cancerous. Hebrews chapter 12, please, Hebrews 12. It can become cancerous. Cancer starts off small, but it grows. It grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. See, that's what we got to avoid, beloved. Hebrews 12 describes it as this, verse 14. Pursue shalom with everyone and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and see to it that no bitter root springs up and causes trouble and by it many be defiled Ooh, a bitter root a bitter root so many people have these bitter roots these roots that that you allow to grow and they grow and they get deeper and then they start to you know how roots do. They kind of take through and they go through the organs and they, they, they kind of take hold and, and it's in there, man, a bitter root. So sometimes that hurt that was from many years ago is allowed to grow and that it's not uprooted and left to grow. What happens? It causes trouble and many are defiled. When you kill a weed, if you're going to do it right, you need to do it by the root. That's how you kill weeds. Sometimes, you know, when I, when I taught my kids to, to weed, you know, our family does that all the time. <laughs> okay, it's not all that often. Actually, on, on this uh, time we were in Israel, Allison, we did some weeding. You did some weeding. Didn't you? You sure did. And you know, as you remember, with the weeds that we took out, I remember that one place up in, uh, uh, up in Netanya that we were at like day one, and that thing had some tough weeds. Goodness. It was like the, they were tall, and, and you guys were like pulling these things, but you couldn't just break them off. You know, you, you really want to get it by the root, because otherwise it's just going to grow back again. You got to get it by the roots, I couldn't address how this father was being lax about discipline. I could talk to him about it till I was blue in the face. And no matter what he might say to me, okay, I'm going to make a change, Rabbi Kevin. If I said, okay, you need to be more disciplined. You got to be more of a disciplinary. You got to discipline your kids more. You got to, okay, Rabbi Kevin, okay, yes, yes, yes. Didn't matter what he said. And in the end, he would return to it. In the end, he would return to it. This is, this is how it would work. We had to address the root, the bitter roots. That's what we had to address. The root where he was hurt, his own father. 
That's what we had to address. Only then could he possibly see what was so obvious to the rest of us. And without that, he was blind. He was just blind. Friends, the whole point of blindness is that you can't see it. It's not immediately obvious. But friends, this is often the root or core of many issues that people have today. Ooh, okay, get ready. Watch, watch your feet. Watch your feet. Stick them under the pews. I don't want to step on them. Here it comes. Watch out. Have you had any marital issues? Have you had any anger issues? Have you had any communication issues? Odds are there is a root. Odds are there's a hurt somewhere. I remember a married couple came to me and they were having issues with intimacy. And wow, as they were talking, it was like, woof, okay. There was a lot of back and forth, right? He did this, she did that, he said this, she said that, and man, they were just going at it, each of them with their own perspectives, and, and, uh, and, and, I, and I was listening to them both and, and trying to discern, Lord, help me, and it, it did become clear to me that she was rejecting him at every turn. She was rejecting him at every turn. But, but he was not perfect for sure, as after sincerely trying so long, he had given up. Okay, so she had been rejecting him, and then he gave up. Now, I shared what was obvious to me. Okay, here we go. Great, great wise Solomonic rabbi. She should not reject him, and he should not give up. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> really obvious stuff. Really obvious stuff. But neither seemed to see it at all. And it was so obvious to me. She needs to stop rejecting and he needs to not give up. I mean, it's pretty obvious. This is how we're gonna solve this issue. It's, it's, it's simple. It's not complicated. It's, it's 101 here. It's you know easy to understand. But both just continue to point fingers and we're blinded. Now, as I began to dig more, it finally came out something that was very quickly mentioned, but it struck me, and the Lord quickened me with it. It finally came out that on their wedding night so many years ago, the husband had gone down to the bar instead of being with his wife. She was so hurt that fearing rejection, she rejected him thereafter, more often than not. And he was so hurt by her rejections that he stopped trying. Both were blinded by their hurt. They couldn't see what needed addressing in their own lives because they were nearly singularly focused on what had been done to them, on what had hurt them. And friends, it doesn't just happen in marriages. 
It happens in congregations. Why was I passed over to be a singer or a service leader or a teacher? It happens on social media. Someone says something harsh to or about you. It happens in the workplace. Someone else got my promotion. It happens with friends. Someone in school said something mean and cruel and hurtful to me. Maybe even it was a teacher. And it affects people for decades. And again, notice that some might even be legitimate things. Others might not be. But the point is, is that you were hurt. Justifiably or not, you were hurt. And friends, you need to release that hurt and forgive and forgive and forgive. The Torah teaches us, Leviticus 19, please, Leviticus 19. God has a plan for this. God has a plan for this. Let's look in the Torah. Leviticus 19, verse 18. God is teaching the children of Israel, and he says, you are not to take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am Adonai. It's interesting, Yeshua, well, Yeshua called the, the second greatest commandment. Obviously, I came from the Torah also. Beloved, we simply cannot bear a grudge. We can't. We can't bear a grudge because the person that will hurt most is you. That's the person that will hurt most. No, on the contrary, what do we have to do? We have to love. That's the solution that God gives regarding that hurt. Maybe you were picked on in school, and that's hurtful. Maybe people said terrible things to you. You've got to be able to forgive. It doesn't mean what they did was right. It may very well have been wrong. It's not the point. Your part, you've got to release it. You've got to forgive, and you've got to love. God tells us, he commands us, don't bear a grudge. Don't bear a grudge. Don't do it. Don't bear a grudge. Instead, love. Love your neighbor as yourself. I want to, and we're going to do something different right now. I want to ask everybody to please stand, but keep your eyes open. I want to ask the musicians to come back up. But as as you're all here, and I want to ask you a question as I'm looking at each of you right now, and I want for you to think about it. And I'm going to ask you to think about it now when you're not in the heat of the moment, nor are you in any situation. I want for you to think about a time in your life, and we're going to, we're going to do something with this here, to think about a time in your life when you were really hurt, really hurt by someone. It might be from 40 years ago. It might be yesterday. Now I want everybody, if you can, just kind of close your eyes. And I'm going to give you a moment, and I want you to think about a time when you were really hurt. Pause just a minute, and I want something to come to your mind. It's happened to all of us when you were really hurt. Some of you, immediately something came to mind. Others of you are still searching. 
Now, if you've thought of something about a time when you were hurt, now when you're thinking about this, I want you to objectively consider. I'm not saying how you think it did, but I want you right now, because you're not in the middle of whatever that situation was, it might have been from 40 years ago. But I want you to try your best to do something with me. I want you to try your best to objectively, as almost like you're a counselor to yourself, and to objectively think about how that hurt could blind you to certain things. It may not even be a big thing to others. Someone called you a name. Someone insulted you. Maybe someone treated you unfairly. Someone condemned you. Someone ignored you or neglected you. Perhaps you weren't chosen for something. Maybe a parent or a teacher or a friend said something very hurtful. Maybe it was a loved one's death. Ask the Lord to show you a time when you were really hurt. Now think objectively as you evaluate this hurt, how might that cause you to have a blind spot? Think about it for a minute. Think about it. Lord, help me, show me. Show me how this hurt might cause me to have a blind spot. Now think about any areas in your life where you've had issues conflict it might be with your spouse or a boss or just your friends or just people in general if, if there's something systemic that, that just kind of rears its head in your relationships or, or in your own mind it might even be even within yourself like depression consider how the hurt may have contributed to these areas Now, if a hurt has come to mind for you, if it hasn't, okay, then maybe it's a different time that the Lord has this message planted within you for a different season in your life. But if there is a hurt, some kind of hurt that that came to mind for you, I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to come up to the altar right now because I want to pray for you. So if that's you and any hurt, I'm not going to ask you what it was. Come forward to the altar. Be honest about it. Oh my gosh, you're not the only one who's been hurt. Wow. Look at that. A lot of people have been hurt. Oh my goodness. How about that, huh? see you're not alone you're not brother or sister you should your encouragement level should start to go up at this very moment because you're not alone you're not alone you're not the only one who's been hurt other people have been hurt oh man I really think that when you are hurt that God is hurt with you he's hurt for you because he loves you so much Oh, I've got good news for you who are up in front here. The Lord wants to heal you. He wants to heal you. He wants to free you. 
He wants to deliver you from this hurt this, that has held you, that has blinded you in certain areas of your life. Friends, this could be one of the most freeing things that ever happens to you. Because God is a God who will heal. He will heal you, but you got to do your part. And the part that you have to do is to release. Release and forgive. Release and uproot that bitter root from the core. Give it to the Lord. Give the hurt to the Lord. To give the hurt to the Lord. Those who are up front, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. I I really sought the Lord as to what he wanted. I want you to repeat this simple prayer after me. There's a lot of people, so just say it out loud. And you're going to be asking for the Lord to heal you. And you're going to release keeping in mind this particular set of hurts that you've had in your head that brought you up front. Say, dear God, help me. Help me. Help me not bear a grudge. Help me to forgive. I want to see clearly I don't want for my vision to be blinded by my hurt. I release my hurt. I release my hurt. I release my hurt. I'll not hold on to it. Help me, God. I release it. Let me see clearly. I forgive any bitter roots that's grown within me. Uproot it, God. I give it to you. Take it away. Heal me, O Lord. Clear up my eyes. Help me see things clearly. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. In Yeshua's name. Lord, I pray for each of these people who are up front. I pray for eyes to be opened. Lord, I pray for truth to come forth. I pray for that hurt to be released, oh God, from everybody who is up here. I pray for the comfort of God to heal, to heal those who hurt, oh God. I pray, Lord, for everyone up front to begin to see things as they truly are and not how they look colored by hurt. Thank you, oh Lord God. We release this to you, Lord. We don't hold on to it. Anybody, Lord, who is, who is up here, Lord God, it, it, we turn it on your shoulders, Lord, not on us anymore, God. We'll not let this affect us, even in our personal life, Lord. Sometimes it can cause depression or anger or miscommunication or bitterness. Lord, all those things are gone. Lord, if we are healed and we see things clearly, oh God. Oh Lord, thank you, God. By the hand, you marched me out in freedom into the promised land. And I will not forget you, God.
are the God who fights for me. God fights for you, and he's the God of victory. Y'all, listen, y'all who are up front especially, God fights for you. He will comfort you. He will heal you. You just have to do your part and keep releasing. And when, if, that, if that, the adversary tries to bring up that hurt again, maybe even not consciously, but something that's caused by that hurt, you say, no, 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 I've released that. I've released that. I've released that to the Lord. The Lord's going to help you find it. But you've got to release it. You've got to keep releasing. Thank you, Lord. He will help you. He will comfort you. He loves you. Lord, I thank you for this service. God, I, I had a feeling this, this word was going to be a, woo, a deep one, a deep one, Lord. When you, when you talk about these bitter roots and these hurts, Lord, I pray for healing. I pray for your touch. I pray for that victory. And, uh, and, and that it not just be right now, but from now forward. Thank you, Lord God. We love you. We love you, Lord. We dedicate this and seal it in the name of Moshiach Yeshua, in the name of Messiah Yeshua, we pray. And thank you, God, for the God who delivers and, and fights for us in Yeshua's name. Amen. And amen. You may return to your seats. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Boy, I got to tell you, this was, I'm glad I came here today. (laughs) You be blessed. If you were watching online, that was for you as well, that the Lord just heals and touches you as well in Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethel family, please visit our website at www.bethalel.com. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Shalom.